Last weekend here on Media Watch, we looked at the first week on the air for the new talk radio station, Today FM. That's replaced the unsuccessful talk station Magic Talk, some of whose hosts created a huge headache for the owner MediaWorks with controversial outbursts last year. Now, One of those, Peter Williams, repeatedly aired COVID vaccine scepticism and misinformation on his show, and he even backed an anti-vaccine group at one point who were doing the same before his sudden retirement last year. And as we heard last week on the programme, Today FM wants its listeners to know now it'll be different with messages like this. There are certain inalienable truths. Sometimes the two sides to a story are a right side and a wrong side. When you hear the news, you know it's been verified by multiple sources from the Today FM news team. It's not spin or PR. Number three, our hosts are not made to take any particular view. The opinions you hear are their own, not management's or any politicians. Their own. Number four, when we make mistakes, we'll admit it. Number five, we're not blue, we're not red. We're not yellow or green for that matter. We monitor the balance we give stories so you get a full range of perspectives. And before Today FM went on the air, the station's boss, Dallas Gurney, published a thoughtful and passionate pledge to lovers of talkback radio. He said they weren't interested in what he called the old tricks of exploiting people's anger on controversial issues just to pull them in. And that's something they do a lot of where he used to work at News Talk ZB. We want to support the best ideas, Dallas Gurney said, in the run-up to the Today FM launch. And we also want to be the innovators of this format and experiment with some of our programmes. And as we heard here last weekend on Media Watch, they are doing some of that. The Breakfast Show, hosted by former News Hub political editor Tova O'Brien, for example, is an alternative to other shows on the air. There are also new and distinct voices off-peak, and Today FM has produced a clutch of interesting and well-made podcasts as well. But there are still echoes of what they were trying to leave behind in the many hours of daily talkback, hosted by some familiar radio names from the past. And as we heard last week, host Duncan Garner didn't seem to get the memo about not exploiting anger. It's beyond a joke, you're saying. It's all misinformation. People are angry. I can sense your anger. I can sense you feel like you've been played. Well, that was about vaccine mandates, if you were wondering. Now, you can't stop angry and misinformed folk from calling in to talk back, but Duncan Garner actually encouraged them to. Last week, after calling the government's COVID response possibly a hoax, he amplified another caller's misinformation about boosters. I know a lot of people that have had issues with their hearts through having those injections, and I heard that the next injection, the booster, is actually stronger than the last two. Who knows? I mean, this is and this is the thing. This is the problem with this is that you get all sorts of views and and people saying this and that. And what is the truth? And Duncan Garner also said, "Good call to anti-vaxxer David." So I think the government's fear mongering in regards to all of this is way way overboard. I think they need to stop stop it all and get back to just the normal routine really. It's so political isn't it David appreciate your thoughts really well put together and I do hope you call us uh, again and David did call again he was Duncan Garner's first caller of the week last Monday on the topic of pay rises. I hit my boss up uh, three weeks ago in regards to a pay rise he told me that I need to get the jab to get a pay rise. Oh you haven't had the jab? No no but does that sound right to you that I have to get a jab to get a pay rise? Doesn't sound right to me no no but it turned out it wasn't really his pay that David wanted to vent about on the air. But also, NewsHub's just put out a release on Facebook stating that the Ministry of Health are looking into the Pfizer jab because of the heart conditions. Now, why would I want to go out and get a jab that causes heart issues? 
So for the second time in a week, Duncan Garner let false claims about the Pfizer vaccine go through to listeners unchallenged at a time when it is still really important that people do get fully vaccinated. So is Today FM really committed to news that moves us forward, as the station's slogan says, and in the boss's own words, finding the answers and not just bollocking those who are likely to blame? And is it actually possible to have talk radio without lots of grievance? Hayden Donnell talks to Dallas Gurney about that and how he went about creating not just a new radio network, but a new news operation as well. I think we've done pretty well. I mean, it's a challenge because it really hasn't been done before. Sort of you're kind of trying to acclimatise hosts and producers to kind of a different style of of doing things. Tova um, is doing a great job for us at Breakfast already. We've had a great commercial reaction to the station. Um, the audience feedback, um, 95% of the feedback you normally get when you run a radio station is normally uh, the stuff you're doing wrong. But we've had, uh, it's been the other way around. We've had just been inundated with positive messages. Um, I'm, I'm proud that we are, you know, doing something different and we're giving mainstream platforms to people like Dave Latelli and uh, Rebecca Hollis and, you know, their show, shows went to air over the weekend and they're already thriving. If nothing else, Hayden, you know, I'm thrilled that we are hopefully making the talk radio category interesting. We've had, well, Media Watch has had some criticisms of today and mainly around stuff that Duncan Garner has said the COVID strategy was possibly a hoax. For instance, in a talk with a caller that he's thinking of not getting his vaccine booster. I think he's had the same anti-vax caller twice and sort of told that guy that he's making sense and encouraged him to keep calling. So how does that marry up with the commitment to create this more edifying place where it's not just about getting people riled up? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I think, you know, Duncan's very excited to be back on the radio. He's been sitting around for nine months not doing much. So uh, perhaps, you know, he he can be... um, a little too energetic and energised by some of the people who uh, called in to support him, and we need to, um, you know, be careful about that. I mean, I think you're right. I think we need to be careful around um, the signals we send around certain topics. Certainly, you know, vaccination and and COVID is one of them. But I also, you know, my challenge to the hosts has also been to be patient with people because it would be better if we listened to different perspectives without getting out pitchforks at dawn. You know, and there are, of, of course, staunch anti-vaxxers and there are staunch pro-vaxxers. You know, these are people on the extreme and everyone has a view on the government's response to COVID. You know, the people who perhaps choose not to have a vaccination, um, they're not less of a New Zealander as a result of that. They're not necessarily a nutcase. So I guess my approach has been, you know, let's, let's try and listen to try and kind of understand these different perspectives and, and to try and dial down you know, the rhetoric, which I think is unhelpful. I guess with something like vaccines, though, there is kind of a right and wrong, whereas there is a side of the argument that has scientific backing and there is a side that really doesn't. Is there a case for some kind of at least editorial guidance when you're discussing a topic like vaccines about lines that you won't cross and stances that you will take as a station? Of course, yep. One thing we do at Today FM, uh, which perhaps hasn't been done as much in the past at MediaWorks talk stations, is we have a lot of editorial meetings. There's a heartbeat to the station throughout the day. Uh, We meet at the same time every day to talk about what they're wanting to do, the particular stance that they're wanting to take on things. And I guess it's my opportunity to try and um, head stuff off, off at the past if there's something that doesn't quite resonate with where we're taking the station. 
But I would say that it's you know very easy for you to take a, a 30 second or anybody to take a 30 second clip of the radio from a 24 seven talk station uh, and make it sound bigger than it actually is. If Media Watch ran 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, you know, I mean, I think there'll be some hairy moments in there, Hayden. Um, especially, I mean, when you talk about talk radio, you know, you don't really know who your next guest is going to be. You know, that's what it's like running a talk station. Sometimes you get it wrong, but I mean, you know, on COVID, for example, you know, last week we had Michael Baker on for, you know, the good part of 20 minutes answering listeners' questions about Omicron. When you look at the entirety of the station, I think it's, it's got some real balance. Is it possible to have a centrist talkback station? You know, there's a reason that John Key called his base the silent majority, right? They're kind of the type to not really call up and be loud about their opinions. Can, are the incentives just too strong for getting people riled up, as you say? You're, you're entirely right. You're, you know, it's, it's all well and good to, um, to start with, um, this is what we want to be, you know, um, these are the values that we want to have, these are the ideals that we want to reflect on the air. We've got to do it every day. And I guess living it would mean actually really spelling out these editorial principles to, I, I mean, people like Duncan Garner or Mark Richardson or Tova O'Brien. You know, for instance, Tova has written quite powerfully about how distasteful it is for politicians to use race as a wedge issue. It's shameful, it's ugly, it's not us. And perhaps the argument that might better resonate with poll-obsessed politicians, it just doesn't work anymore. Is it also distasteful for, for instance, Today FM to use race as a wedge issue? Should you be putting editorial guidance in around that issue as well, that you won't use it as a wedge issue? Every every staff member who joins Today FM gets the Today FM induction handbook, which is 71 pages, uh, believe it or not, of exactly that. Not just how we operate, but you know what we believe and what our point of difference is in the market. So the challenge is living it every day, and that's much harder. I wonder whether there's another challenge for you, which is that you're trying to take on Newstalk ZB and establish names and all this kind of stuff. And for that, you need, I guess in your eyes, established stars, right? But some of those stars are kind of the people that have thrived in the old way of doing things. And they're sort of entrenched in their ways a little bit. Is I, 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 would disagree. I would disagree with that. I mean, I think when you look at some of the new talent that we've brought to the category, it's quite exceptional. I guess there's a mix, though, isn't there? There's a mix of newer talent, Mark Dyers of the world, and even the Tover O'Briens of the world, but then some of the older, uh, known names from radio past, you know, Duncan Garner and Holly Gillespie and all these sorts of Let's take Duncan by way of an example. So Duncan um, has had a stint on Radio Live Drive. He's done, you know, the AM show, which was a TV and, and radio simulcast. But really, you know, when you look at it, it was pretty much a TV show broadcast on the radio. He's never done... Uh, this kind of long-form talk audience integration type program before. And, and he's approached it with gusto and energy. I think you're hearing a different, a new Duncan Garner. I mean, I'm glad, you know, immensely proud of the fact he's on our team. Polly, same scenario. I mean, Polly, I think is, you know, she's come from Breakfast Music Radio. Some of the, the biggest talents internationally in talk radio have, have been born out of music radio. The same here. I mean, um, Paul Holmes, by way of example, came from, came from music radio. Um, I think it's exciting that um, that people who we are used to in one sort of style of broadcasting are being used in different ways at Today FM. There's a lot of positives, as you, as you say, 
with today fm but i i guess if i if i told you a week before launch that some guy from media watch on rnz would be kind of grilling you about one of your hosts spouting seemingly anti-vax talking points and broadcasting them on the radio would you be thrilled would you be sort of saying oh that's not really what i want to broadcast that's something that we should iron out it's inherent in the role of running a talk station that there, there are these traps that you fall into from time to time I don't think it's as anywhere near as big a deal as you've um, painted it out to be. It's very easy to kind of pick a couple of clips here and there and, and use them as examples of something that's, that's deeper when it's not true. We're talking a lot about the star names and the hosts and all that sort of stuff, but actually a big part of Today FM as well is that you're building this newsroom. How is that going? How many journalists and producers have you got so far? Uh, so our, the Today FM team in its entirety is about 50 people. So in, in, within the news team, there's about 20. So it's, you know, quite far away from the likes of News Hub with 230 people. Um, but, you know, our programs very much um, support the driving of our news agenda. So um, we think we can punch about our weight. We've got journalists and obviously our news based in Auckland, in Wellington, Christchurch and Hamilton. Uh, and then we lean on MediaWorks is in 23 markets around New Zealand. And we've got eyes and ears into every market through um, through their local radio personalities. Um, so, yep, it's a small team, um, fledgling, I think you'd say, but, um, but, you know, we think we're breaking some good stuff already. For instance, if there's a big story in the South Island or something, uh, you know, do you have reporters or studios that you can access in Christchurch? How would you cover big news in, for instance, Oamaru? Yeah, I mean, we do. We do we've got, um, we've got, um, two reporters in, in Christchurch, um, but we also have MediaWorks Studios and you know any number of markets. I don't think we have one in Omaru, but we certainly do in Timaru and Dunedin, Queenstown, right right around the South Island. So you know we've got people that can get to a news event quickly and tell us what's happening on the ground, uh, and then we've got the option of of bringing in you know additional resources from other markets if needed. Uh, now the station was delayed. Uh, for quite a while because of this quite intense public battle between Tova O'Brien and her former employer Discovery, where Discovery enforced this restraint of trade. I'm just wondering, is there is there lingering bitterness there from you guys towards Discovery? You know, a bit of a cold war, especially as you, as the companies will be competing for talent? I don't know that uh, now is the time to be talking about things like cold war Hayden, uh, <laughs> with what's happening around the globe. But I think, uh, no, not certainly not from our perspective. I mean, my wife is the head of sales at Discovery. So, um, you know, <laughs> uh, not that we talk about anything uh, to do with, our, with our, our work, you know, at home, but we would be very happy to continue to work with Discovery. I mean, we've got great relationships uh, that continue to, we continue to talk to people at Discovery and use them on air if we can. We don't see them as competitors. We would definitely work with them and other partners in, in the future. I mean, it must sting, though. I mean, Tova has spoken about how gutted she was, and I think Duncan Garner began his first show, kind of talking about his departure from uh, News Hub, owned by Discovery. I, there's, there's there's a little bit of kind of bitterness there, at least from the stars, if not from you. Well, I think you know what you're talking about there is a personal. Um, reflection of the experience that they've had and um, I can't talk to that um, that's the way that they feel um, but from a media works perspective you know we'd be very happy to to work with discovery on and and, and will do 
on um, any number of future projects. I'm also curious about another competitor. So one of your opening gambits is the is the slogan that you've used on a lot of billboards and stuff, a more balanced mic, M-I-C, but obviously referencing M-I-K-E. Uh, was that a difficult decision, a kind of brave decision to reference News Talk ZB and its biggest star directly like that? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, there's no, you can't miss them. I think um, if we're wanting to disrupt the category, which we are, you know, I think it was a it was a clever line. You know, having having a bit of bit of fun and being a bit cheeky. I mean, that's part of the role of a disruptive brand, right? They are an an absolute machine at the moment. So um, we've got nothing to lose. You also have another competitor, a much uh, less dominant and established competitor coming along. So the platform by Sean Bunkett, and he's launching that sort of new talk brand. I think on May two was his latest signal. How much of a threat do you see that as? Look, I think Sean will do his thing and and we'll do ours and ZB will do theirs and RNZ will do yours. I, I think we should be encouraging of different players coming into the market. And, you know, it's a, it's a great example of a thriving radio industry. Uh, that it's been, it's been languishing, you know, for a long time and hasn't been particularly interesting at all. And then all of a sudden you've got new players that are going, Let's give this a shot, and I think that's great. I mean, I, I know Sean, I respect Sean. Um, his his station's going to be very different to ours, uh, and I wish him well. Is there a long-term future in the medium? Is it going to be overtaken by technological changes? It's a big investment for something that some people see as maybe sort of going the way of the dinosaur. Well, I think I think there's a couple of things. First is that talk radio has a massively long tail. I mean, I think arguably um, the stations that will be impacted first by technological technological change are music stations. Talk radio, though, I mean, it's still about personalities and and um, and hosts, and people will have their favourites and they'll tune into them to hear what they think about the issues, and it will still be there, I think, for a long time. But your point is 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 right. I mean. We're, we're radio broadcasters and, you know, we need to be good at audio storytelling regardless of the device. So, um, you know, one thing that we've really tried to do, um, and to be honest, I've looked at Radio New Zealand and gone, your, your, your podcast offering is, is best in market. Uh, we want to be the same. We want to be leaders in podcasting and, and digital storytelling. We've invested in a decent podcast team to really start um, building, uh, you know, our capability, uh, because the fact is, more people are listening to audio than ever before. Yeah, you know, podcasting's done that. Uh, we need and to be able to one. maximize it. I mean, Wilhelmina Shrimpton, for instance, is doing a, a good podcast. Yeah, the core. The core is um, Wilhelmina does a podcast every week called The Core, which we also broadcast on the air, actually. Um, and that's, uh, you know, a more investigative journalism piece, uh, delving into, you know, an issue every, every, every week. Um, she's got a few backed up now because we had a few, few, uh, few extra weeks with, uh, with Tova's ERA case. Um, we, had, we, we got some extra time up our sleeves, so she's got a few, um, a few in the can ready to go over the next few weeks. The success of today FM will come not from what we've done in the first week, although I think it's we've, we've made a great start or the first two weeks, but it's about doing the same thing every day. Uh, radio has, is habitual. 
And that has got to be our focus. We just keep going. We keep doing the same thing. But personally, what I'd like to um, you know, see happen uh, is for, I guess, the essence of the station to spill out into other, other areas. You know, I'd like to see um, some of the conversations that we're having on today, if you might, I'd like to create change you know, as a result of it. I want us to use you know, different people, people that wouldn't usually have talk radio as a platform. I want to see what they can do. From an audience perspective, I want people to wonder you know, what we're going to do next and experiment. Uh, we can take a few risks. That's what a disruptive brand can do. I want to make sure that we make the most of that opportunity. Hey, thanks very much for joining me, Dallas. Thanks, Hayden. Cheers, mate. That was Dallas Gurney, the Director of News and Talk Radio at MediaWorks, and he's also the architect of the new station Today FM, which launched last week. And there he was talking to MediaWatch's Hayden Donnell.